Hi friends, welcome again to the Bible Project Daily Podcast in this amazing journey, working through the whole Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And we're in season two, which is the book of Genesis. Now, if you've just joined us today, you've got two options. If you want to do the whole thing with us, you can go right back to the beginning of season one, where you'll find introductory episodes, where we do a overview of each and every one of the books of our Bible, 66 six-minute podcasts, each covering a book of the Bible, with a few introductions and, and explanation episodes. And then alongside that, beginning season two in about, I think it's episode 70, where we begin the whole journey through the Bible, starting here in Genesis. And when we get to the end of this Season 3 will, of course, be Exodus. But at this point, we're in Genesis chapter 19, and we're hearing about the story of Abraham, but particularly in the the latter half of this chapter, about Lot and the situation with the angels and Lot's escape from Sodom. Now, you may remember we closed off last time by considering what the Bible means when it talks about being attached to the world. Well, there's a couple of verses from John which are really helpful because we've seen with Lot here his attachment to the city of Sodom and all the worldly stuff that it represented here. So hopefully this New Testament verse will throw some light and explanation on that. 1 John, in his John's first letter, chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, tell us this. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires will pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. That's a really helpful scripture, I believe, because it talks about and identifies some key things for us. It talks about the lust of the flesh, which are those things that cause us, those drives, those desire, which cause us to live for pleasure, sensual pleasure. It also talks about what is referred to as the lust of the eye. And Bible experts, theologians will tell you that that is referring to the desire to live for possessions, what we would today call materialism, the drive to consume. It also talks about the pride of life. Now, this represents the sinful temptation for power and control over other people. But if you take an overview of all these things, it's talking about the posture of the heart, how we are inclined towards the world or we're inclined towards the Lord. That's the battle, the internal battle that's going on all the time. We know we're supposed to be different to the world as Christians, and that's true, absolutely true. But what does it mean? What does it mean? What should we stop doing and what should we start doing or do more of in order to not live in a worldly manner. Would you like to know what the Bible means when it really says how we're supposed to be different to the world? Well, I think you'll find if you turn to Philippians chapter 2, that's really helpful because that chapter tells us what it means to be different from the world. So reading beginning at verse 12, it says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my present, but how much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. 
Do everything, here's where it gets practical, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you become blameless and pure. Children of God, without fault in a warped and crooked generation, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold on to the word of life. And I will then be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labour in vain. That's what you're going to be able to say on the day of Christ, it's telling us. So Paul, in writing about this, is saying, look, we live in a crooked and a twisted world. And this is how practically we can live differently. And interestingly, one of the key things he points out is try not to grumble or complain, especially about other believers. Which is interesting, isn't it? You know, and don't judge other people and don't gossip. That would lie in with us as well. But in talking about not grumbling or complaining about other believers, I think it's drawing a particular attention to the fact is don't fall into the trap of applying standards on other people, maybe other Christians. Try first always to focus on putting your own house in order. Now, the situation Paul was engaging with was one when he wrote this letter was one where a whole bunch of Christians in this church were constantly complaining about each other. In fact, they were disputing each other and even suing each other. Okay, let's get back to chapter 19 and continue with the main story. So Lot here has been warned to get out of town, to get out of this worldly town, because God is about to judge the city of Sodom. And I'll just pick up the narrative, pick up the story in verse 15, because we're now going to look at God's deliverance of Lot, how God will save him. So it says, with the coming of dawn, the angels urge Lot, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hands and his hands of his wife and his two daughters, and they led them safely out of the city. For the Lord was merciful to them. So they were told to get out of town because God is about to judge this place. But they're seen to linger. They don't really want to go, do they? And they have to be literally dragged out of town. They are very clearly emotionally and spiritually attached to this city of Sodom. And we can only imagine what that might have meant about the way they were living their lives there. Now for us too today... There might well be stuff on our lives. There might well be attachments to worldly things, unhelpful habits, maybe for some of you even addictions, or for some others perhaps tied in inappropriate relationships. What that means in terms of what this passage is teaching, it means that you're choosing to leave God out of those parts of your life. And you're probably doing that because you know in your heart of hearts that you're living in disobedience to him in those parts of your life. So maybe God through this passage is saying metaphorically to you that you too have to get out of that place, that you too have to flee. Maybe you've got to get away from this place that you're currently in, in order that you can find a new place, a place of safety and a place where God can bless you. Now, in this story, it's very helpful to us also as mere human beings that we can see that Lot here hesitated and he lingered because he was still longing to go back to that place of destruction. The pull of the world was strong for him and perhaps that pull is still strong for you today. But God tells Lot, I'm going to judge this city 
And even though he's done that, he still has to be dragged out. But I do want you to notice the big picture here is that God is still being merciful in allowing him to escape. You know, did they deserve to be delivered? Well, in truth, probably not. No, not really. But the Lord is merciful even to worldly backslidden believers, to ordinary fallen men and women just like you and I. All right, there's more. We'll just close off this section by reading 19 verse 17, which says, As soon as they brought them out, that's the, the angels dragging Lot and his family out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Now, they're giving some very specific instructions about how he should get out of town, how he should not look back, and where he should go to. And they're saying that when the fire and brimstone comes down, you mustn't look back. You must continue to flee, lest you be too close to it. And that you, you might be destroyed also. Flee to the mountains, lest you perish also. Well, will they do what he says? I wonder. Well, we're going to find out in the next episode. So thanks for joining me, and I'll see you back here very soon. Bye for now.